0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up
1: now at ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VTW for avoid. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Three
0: versus radio. Okay. Um, if you want to catch the whole show, if you're in our radio audience, what you need to do is this is the Body of base church,
3: inviting you to our virtual uh, living room, uh, where we and discuss and today's class, issues uh, and how those uh, issues relate to the minutes from, to from now, right? right. So, sit back,
0: relax, and engage in conversation with us. But if our be hid, it is hid to Good afternoon, brothers and sisters.
3: The most high in the name of Christ bless you.
4: I am Josiah,
3: and welcome to our virtual living room,
0: where we examine the recent events
3: as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. At this time, allow me to introduce the brothers that are with me in the living room we have uh to my left, sitting in the Lazy the Boy lounger, is brother Kazakh. This is, is
0: going to be good. Hello everybody, most we'll Christ bless so all. Also,
3: uh we have sitting in this uh this big cushy armchair to my right, we top. have Juanathan. So
0: now, we
3: get the everybody, <coughs> name of Christ. It's sitting across from me on the sofa with his feet up on the ottoman is so bar. We blinded from the
4: bar This is why our the bar? is what. So rock we Okay. Too uh, oh, so
3: long, brother. Is everybody comfortable? Bro. Oh,
4: definitely. No, no. Yes. Appreciate
3: okay. it. Great, great. It's a lovely day we're having today. You know, the sunshine, blue skies out. Although I understand there is inside, uh, like a forecast for thunderstorms today. Uh, to those uh, listening in, you may stop by and visit us in the virtual living room to ask questions or make or to make comments by calling six four six seven one six seven seven four nine. Today. The conversation involves faith, in other words, religious persuasion. In the days, it was common for people to have a different God for the different aspects of their lives. There were fertility gods, gods of agriculture, gods of war, sun, diocese, moon, diocese, and the list goes on. Today, it appears that very few people hold a belief in God, most people, especially in the Middle East and Western society, claim to believe there is only one God. Now, although most people agree there is only one God, there appears to be a great disagreement on what instructions God has given to obtain eternal life. Therefore, there are many different religions. question is why. Is there more than one path to salvation? Okay? And secondly, if there is only one path to salvation, what is that religion? And we're going to reserve those answers for later on. I'd like to uh, go in and read to you uh, from an article uh, from the Associated Press, and this is from uh, last Monday, June 23rd. It reads, America remains a nation of believers. The new survey finds most Americans don't feel their religion is the only way to eternal life, even if their faith tradition teaches otherwise. The findings released Monday in a survey of 35,000 adults can either be taken as a positive sign of glowing religious tolerance or disturbing evidence that Americans dismiss or don't know fundamental teachings of their own faiths. Among the more startling numbers in the survey conducted last year by the Pure Forum on Religion and Public Life, 57% of evangelical church attendees they they believe many religions can lead to eternal life In conflict with traditional evangelical teaching In all, 70% of Americans with a religious affiliation shared that view And 68% said there is more than one true way to interpret the teachings of their own religion Now, Brother Kunzok,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you comfortable over there?
0: You look no, I'm comfortable
3: pretty, I'm pretty good, thank you <laughs> In your opinion, uh, how do most people decide on their religion?
0: Uh, a lot of people decide on their religions basically uh, through uh, through influence of their parents, what they what they grew up uh, observing or watching their parents do. That's what when upon becoming adults, that's what they they in turn do. I'm not saying all, but a lot. And uh, if if and even with this particular aspect in reference. To the Bible, what parents, what the uh, responsibility of parents is, is to teach their child the commandments. And uh, I, I also like to point out when you say religion, that word religion comes from a, a Latin word, whose mean, which meaning is, or whose meaning is basically to hold back or to restrain. So when you when you're talking about religion or when you're referring to religion, uh, we have to be careful how we use that word because. Uh, From the onset The Heavenly Father never gave us religion He gave us commandments and instructions Religion came later on But to answer the the, the first question Usually parents Are are close relatives
3: Okay You know based on What uh, Kazaki had just said You know uh, Shouldn't everyone remain with the religion Of their parents Isn't that the, the, the best way to go I mean because You know, how are you going to go to family functions and so forth, and your religious—you have these religious differences and sometimes glaring differences. Isn't it best to just go ahead and remain with the religion of your parents?
1: No, it's not. It's it's better to do the right thing, according to what the Lord says. Okay. Versus uh, according
3: to what the Lord says. What
1: people feel. Right.
3: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so now you... You, you, you don't. Are you suggesting then that the religion of the parent uh, is, is could be wrong?
1: There's a possibility if it doesn't okay. link up their actions and deeds don't don't link up link up to what the Lord's action and deeds commands us to do, then there's a problem. And if there's okay. a problem, now, you have a decision to make.
3: Okay. Now, don't don't you think that's the way that uh, most people uh, are going about that? That they are actually uh, going about deciding on their religion by, uh, you know, looking at the scriptures, looking at what it is that God is requiring of them, and seeking to live their lives that way. Isn't that what people are doing?
4: Um. Well, no. If you just if you look at society today, and you know, anybody who has a basic or rudimentary understanding of what the scriptures actually Uh, command, even if you want to use the Ten Commandments in the Scriptures, something as basic as the Ten Commandments, it's obvious that uh, most people aren't living their lives that way, you know, with the crime the way it is, murder, um, adultery, you know, uh, most marriages end in in America, 50% of all marriages will end in divorce. A lot of that is out of adultery, uh, stealing, you know, all of these things going on in the society we live in all over the world is evidence that people are not, Living in their lives in any way, shape, or form according to the scriptures, according to what you're reading in the Bible. Okay.
3: Now, you, you just mentioned a whole lot of things like stealing and adultery and all those things, right? But obviously, you know, there, there, are, there are some people, you know, because of their particular lifestyle and the way they really want to live their life, you know, maybe they believe in having an open marriage. In, in that case, would that actually be adultery? They, they're with a partner that doesn't mind them, you know, having sexual relations with someone else. Uh, so shouldn't they go and seek after uh, an organization that
4: allows that type of behavior? You know, are they okay with it? Isn't that the right thing for them to do? Well, when we say organization, you're speaking about a religious organization, like a church, exactly. right? That's right. correct. Exactly. Okay, so churches, most churches, almost every church, is say they hold the faith or preach or teach what's in the Bible. Now, if we're talking about marriage, then uh, any any pastor who's going to hold a Bible will have to teach marriage according to the institution that the most the Lord instituted in Genesis, and in that institution it was a man and woman under God keeping their commandments and that was it there was no other uh uh derivative or a different kind of way to institute marriage. it's only based on what the Lord said as you as you read in Genesis okay, okay that's fair mm-hmm. enough that uh, Kazaki, would you, would you agree,
3: though, that, um, you know, if people that are involved in uh, these type of relationships, if they uh, actually love one another, that, you know, this is something that uh, God will permit because, you know, they're not, no one is, is jealous, no one is hating anything like that. And if they're uh, attending a religious body that condones those activities, then wouldn't that be the appropriate place for them to go?
0: No, sir. I'm, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it this way. And, uh, the Heavenly Father gave us instructions, commandments. He gave us his son as an example of how to live the commandments. You know, we we, we can't cater ourselves, you know, we can't cater the scriptures or, or accept, okay, I'm okay with this. This is I can follow this set of uh, guidelines that the Heavenly Father established on me, but these I, I don't agree with, so I'm not following it no the we have we have to humble ourselves wholeheartedly and follow Christ the example uh and, and base our lives our lifestyles on how Christ lived and his teachings so if if it's not if the li- whatever lifestyle that we're living, if it's not in line with the teachings of Christ, then we have to examine ourselves like the like the scriptures tells us in second Corinthians thirteen and five and make the necessary changes. So that we are in line with teachings of Christ, so that we do reach and have that eternal life, or that we do get that salvation. Okay, now maybe
3: maybe that example that I'm giving maybe that's a little bit too extreme to kind of get to the point that I'm trying to make here. Let me let me give another example that's probably not so extreme. Say, um, you know, you have children and you want to celebrate Halloween. Okay, but the, the church that you're currently attending they don't allow any, they don't believe in celebrating Halloween. Under those circumstances, shouldn't you find a church that would allow you to celebrate Halloween? Does that make mm-hmm. it a little clearer, that less extreme?
1: Okay, want to um, if I could answer that. You said to find a church that agree with that and allow you to do that. Right. Um, Is, first of that be the, all, no, that wouldn't be the right way because no organization has the authority or the power or even the, the righteousness within in them to say what a man can and cannot do. The Heavenly Father, he sits alone, and there's no one beside him, and he doesn't ask for anybody's thoughts or how they feel or what they should do. He says, boom, do this. Boom, do not this. So, even if an organization thinks that they have the right to say, yes, you can do this, ultimately, in the eyes of the Heavenly Father and his, his heavenly host, which is his son and his angels, that stuff is all wrong because it's going against the words of the Heavenly Father.
0: I'd like to take the time to, to, to read a scripture if I could, just right quick. Absolutely. Uh, because you, you, you touched upon a point that's, that's, that's definitely worth emphasizing as far as the parents. In reference to religion and teaching the children So now I'd like to read Deuteronomy chapter 6 Starting at verse 4 And I'm going to read down to uh, uh, Verse 7 It says Hear O Israel The Lord our God is one Lord And thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart uh, With all thy soul With all thy might And these words which I command thee this day Shall be in thine heart And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest down, excuse me, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And the reason why I read this is basically to emphasize the fact, in reference to religion and parents, parents, we have the responsibility of teaching and instructing. Our children, but what are we supposed to teach and instruct them in the holidays and the customs and the practices that that are promoted and celebrated in this world? No, our responsibility is to teach and instruct our children in the ways of the commandments and the teachings of Christ. Okay, so now
3: in the teachings of Christ. Okay, now, it, it, but isn't that what's what's happening? in all of these different uh churches. Now I know, you know, in, in, in synagogues that's not happening. And not so much in, in mosques, okay, because there's a little bit of difference in the way Jesus is viewed. But in, in the churches where Jesus is viewed as the Son of God, isn't what's being taught isn't Christ being taught?
4: you think Christ is being taught in those places? Well, no. The great thing- the great majority. Well, see, the thing is, if Christ is being taught, then you would not come to anyone in those in those churches where Christ is claimed to be taught would not come to the conclusion that there is any other way to salvation. Because let's just let's just turn to a scripture. Can you go to Acts chapter four and verse twelve. Just go there, because you, you know, reading the statistics and seeing um, how so many people in the churches believe that. Well, there is an alternative way, and my way is not the only way, and these are the same people who will claim to be Christians. So let's see what was being taught out of the Bible and what Christians are supposed to follow in Acts chapter four and verse twelve. Right? This is the apostle Paul going to teach it. Okay, apostle that uh, Jesus Christ himself gave him this gospel to teach. And this is what he taught. Going right to the point in Acts chapter four, verse twelve. It says Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And he's talking about being saved through the name of Christ, through his sacrifice and his resurrection and his teachings and us following his ways. So if somebody's claiming to be a Christian and they're in a Christian church and they're supposed to be a pastor teaching the Bible according to Christ, then any Christian would come to the conclusion that, there is no other way. There is no other alternative. It is only Salvation is only through faith in Christ, and that is it. Anybody who tries to come a different way or, or, or choose a different alternative will not receive salvation. Then Christ also said in in um, and, and the book of Matthew, that uh, if any man, <clears throat> in Matthews 19 and 17, if we will enter into life, keep the commandments. Another thing that is not being taught in the churches today. So no, if you, if anybody who is supposed to be going to these churches in America today or anywhere else where you have a Christian church, and they come to a different conclusion that there's another way other than Christ, then Christ is not being taught in that place. Okay, all right. Now this got this got to be a little bit more to this, okay? Uh, and maybe you can bring that out through
3: the scriptures because let me let me just read another couple of uh, uh, excerpts from uh, this article. It reads here uh, nearly across the board. The majority of religious Americans believe many religions can lead to eternal life. Mainline Protestants, 83%. Mm. Members of historic black Protestant churches, 59%. Roman Catholics, 79%. Jews, 82%. And Muslims, 56%. Now, that's a lot of people out of the United States that uh, uh, believe that there's, there are many religions that can lead to eternal life. Now, you know, you, are, you, are you suggesting to me that all those people are wrong, or is there something that I'm overlooking, you know, in, in, in this whole um, picture here?
4: Well, yeah. yeah, all those people are wrong. Now let's let's turn to Second Timothy uh, chapter 4 and verse 3 to get the answer as to why, you know, all these people are wrong, right? Uh, we already read that Christ, and through him, his name, sacrifice, and teaching is the only way for us to receive salvation. That's what Christ taught his disciples and what his disciples taught the people. But then what happened? All right? We're going to find out what happened. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse, i start at verse 1. All right? This is a epistle that Paul wrote to Timothy. Verse 1, I charge thee, I charge thee therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, rebuke Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Okay. This is what ha- has happened. This is the deception that has set in all over the world. They have turned their ears. This is, this is Paul writing about the church and what, 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 what happened in the latter days. And what happened is that uh, false teachers, false apostles came in, started teaching damnable heresies and doctrines of devils, and now what you have is a complete perversion of what Christ said. And people are no longer in these days and times following to the great majority what Christ wrote and what Christ say, how are we supposed to live? But they're following men and their evil imaginations. Okay, so yes, 83 percent, all those, all those t- statistics that you read, they're wrong, completely wrong. But, uh, let, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. you have a comment?
0: No, I was, I was about to read something. Uh, but go ahead with your question, because I believe it's, it's going to come out anyway.
3: Okay. Well, maybe. Uh, my, my question is. You know, you you, you got the situation, and you know, Kamar just came straight from the scriptures. Okay, so you can't deny that. All right, but you got a situation where somebody is a young man, a young woman. They're sitting in somebody's congregation. All right, they're being taught things that, you know, maybe it's the precept of a man. Okay, um, how is it they're going? You're going to go from that point where they're being taught and believing these things that these people are saying. To the point that they're actually looking in the scriptures for themselves. How do how do you get there? Do you, do you have any recommendations uh, from the,
0: from a scriptural uh, point of view? From a scriptural point of view, uh, let's go to the book of Isaiah. I'd like to read something from Isaiah, right quick. You know, we a lot of our people in in the in the different religious institutions, organizations, churches, mosques, synagogues, however you choose shrines, however you choose to term it. But the bottom line of it all is we've we've got we've got the book of the Lord and the Heavenly Father tells us in this particular scripture right here in Isaiah 34 and 16 what to do so that we have to make sure that we are justified. So now in Isaiah 34 and 16, seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail, none shall want her mate. For my, mouth hath command, for my mouth it hath commanded, and his spirit it hath gathered them. But the point here is the is the first part of the scripture, which is seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. We all have the responsibility of finding the Bible and reading the Bible for ourselves. And we all and and the teachings of man versus what the Bible says. If the teachings of man do not weigh or do not do not fall in line with what the scriptures the the father says, then that means there has to, there has to be a change and with a young man or young woman that's sitting in a congregation and and they're, they're being taught these precepts, they have the responsibility of filtering these precepts or whatever they're being taught in that congregation through the bible and if it's if it's not lining up with what the Lord says in the scriptures if, if it's not lining up with the teachings of Christ, then it's time for that young man or that young woman to leave that congregation. Because they're being they're being they're not being taught according to the Spirit of Christ. Okay.
3: Okay. All right, let me just uh say to those listening in, uh you may stop by and visit us in the virtual living room to ask questions or make comments by calling six four six seven one six seven seven four
2: nine. I wanna read
3: uh just a little bit more from this article to you. Um this part uh, kind of has to deal with, uh, you know, a little bit more about the way people believe. It says, some Christians hold strongly to Jesus' words as described in John 14:6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Others emphasize the wideness of God's grace. The Catholic Church teaches that the one church of Christ, Subsist in the Catholic Church alone, and that the Protestant churches, while defective can be instruments of salvation so this this seems to suggest that the Catholic Church is the is the way, and that the uh the, the other churches they can be instruments of salvation now uh you want to find how would you respond to that?
1: other churches they're the way, and the other churches are instruments of salvation well first you have to define and understand what salvation is. Now Luke, the first chapter. I'm gonna go right to the point. Chapter chapter one in Luke, verse sixty let me get this sixty seven. I believe that is it. Let's see. Luke chapter one, verse sixty seven. Okay. So now this is uh, on the birth of John the Baptist. Um just quick insight John the Baptist's father was uh, Zacharias and the Lord um, cast him to be um, mute he couldn't was not be able to speak until it was the time of his um, son's birth so now on the on the time they asked him what they was going to name his son he spoke and then and, and also at that time he was filled with the Holy Spirit and now according to the scriptures he was going into something he wasn't dancing and shouting but we're going to see what He said according to the Holy Spirit And in Luke chapter 1 verse 67 And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost And prophesied saying Blessed be the Lord God of Israel For he hath visited and redeemed his people And hath raised up a horn of salvation For us in the house of his servant David Okay, As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets which have been since the world began So at that time he praised the Lord And said blessed the Lord So he gave us a horn of salvation Through through uh, the promises That he gave to the, our forefathers The children of Israel And that, that horn of salvation Will come through the lineage of David And that, that was the Christ And not only okay. that It said since the world began So according to the heavenly fathers The salvation was to to redeem the children of Israel Whom he scattered throughout all the nation, nations All over the world Because we forsook his covenant His laws, statutes, and commandments Okay, so that, that Number one, that defines what salvation is it's According to what the Lord Stated salvation would be <clears throat> So now with that understanding Is there another path to salvation? No Because the Heavenly Father Once again, he's on high he sits by himself, all answer to him. And he, he dictates and he prescribes what shall be done for us to get salvation. He said, hear ye him, the Son Christ, repentance, do the things that he said. So is there another way? No. And is that if any church, Catholic church or other churches, if they're saying other ways of salvation, no. You have to go by what the Scripture says and cease to hear the words that have caused you to err from what the Lord said. Okay, okay th-
3: th- th- just help me uh, be real clear on this, Kabir. Now, uh, what is the, what is the scripture saying that would be uh, against the Catholic Church having the path to salvation, or any other
4: church, for for that matter? Well, you know what? It'll go into what Christ taught, all right. So anywhere you go, you weigh things and filter things according to the words of Christ. If we say we're Christians or we follow Christ, all right then we're supposed to filter everything through the words of Christ. And Christ said what? Well, you shall know them by their fruits. All right? So what is the Catholic ter- Church teaching? Do they teach uh, repentance through Christ and keeping of the commandments in the Bible? Okay? Let's just take one commandment, all right, out of the ten commandments, the fourth commandment, which is keeping of the Sabbath. It is that same Catholic Church that on their own decided that the, that the uh the day, the day of the Lord's rest, should be changed from the seventh day to the first day. All right, and that Sunday should now be the day, the first day, instead of the seventh. Okay. Now, if 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 you're in those churches and you see those things happening, all right, and you see the doctrines being taught and they're not lining up with the scriptures, then you know that that place cannot be a path to salvation. And give you one clear scripture, one scripture that helps you filter out. Uh, 99% of all of the madness going on in the world, okay? When you go into Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20, okay, this is the ultimate filtering system. So you can uh, not be uh, taken by every wind of doctrine, that you'll be grounded and settled, living according to this scripture. Isaiah 8 and 20, it says, To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because... There is no light in them. So the Catholic Church leading people in a direction contrary to the Scriptures, speaking against the Sabbath day, speaking against what Christ taught, saying there's other ways that any other church can be an avenue to salvation, all of that is against the law and the testimony. And anybody sitting in those churches hearing these things has to come to the conclusion that there is no light in them. And from that point, they must depart and and, and seek the Lord. And Christ said, if you, ask, if you seek me, then he'll make his abode with you and sup with you and you with him. So everyone truly seeking salvation, okay? But this scripture tells you how to filter everything out. And, he, and, and, and if it's not according to the law and the testimony, and that testimony is Jesus Christ, the testimony of the whole Bible, Jesus Christ, when you read in John chapter 5, verse 39, when he says, search the scriptures for in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So the law and the testimony is not being taught, therefore it is not a path to salvation. Okay. All right, Kazaki, you look like you uh, wanted to say something.
0: Oh, I'm right here with you. Um, uh, The only thing I'd I'd like to say, basically, uh, you you read a whole lot of statistics uh, of of persons with their opinions and things of that nature as to uh, what paths lead to uh, eternal life. But the only thing I'd like to read is Matthew 7 and 13. And these are the words of Christ. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So a, a, a lot of churches, organizations, or however you choose to call it, they say that there's there's this path, and this path, and this path, and this path which leads to eternal life. But according to Christ in Matthew seven thirteen 13 and 14, we're supposed to enter in at the straight gate. Christ is that straight gate. So in mm-hmm. other words, the only path that leads to salvation is Christ. That means repentance and following his teachings, following his examples. When you do that, there is no religion. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, look, I I've got a question for you
3: Jonathan, uh, And Youwatan, my question for you, which I don't want you to answer right now, uh, is uh, what what does it mean uh, uh, repentance? What does that mean? You know, on that path to salvation, what does it mean to repent? But before you get to that answer, Youwatan, I uh, want to read um, another uh, little blurb here from this article. Uh, it reads It shows increased religious security. People are comfortable with other traditions, even if they are different, said the Reverend C. Welton Gaddy, president of the Interfaith Alliance. It indicates a level of humility about religion that would be of great benefit to everyone. More than most groups, Catholics break with their church, and not just on issues like abortion and homosexuality. Only only six in ten Catholics describe God as a person with whom people can have a relationship, which the church teaches, while three in ten describe God as an impersonal force. Okay? you wanted to, If you would go ahead and address that uh, question regarding repentance, uh, Kazaki was speaking about repentance. What does that mean for someone to repent on that path to salvation?
1: Okay. For someone to repent, it means, well, I'm going to go to what the scripture say, Repentance is. Uh, uh, I'm going to go back to Ezekiel 14th chapter You can do 6 verse I can get it Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 14 And it reads verse 6 It says Yes Ezekiel 14 and 6 Therefore say unto the house of Israel Thus saith the Lord God Repent and turn yourselves from your idols And turn away your faces from all your abominations. So what repentance is um, is defined as in the scriptures is from us to turn away from our abominations. Okay, what are abominations? The things that the Lord commanded us not to do. All those things are abominable to him. Sin is sin in the sight of the Lord, which is breaking of his commandments. So if we're... And the only way that we can find out that we're breaking his commandments is by reading. Like we said earlier, seek out the book of the Lord and read. And what the Lord uh, commanded us to do and what he commanded us not to do, we have to get in line with that. And by us repenting, what repentance is, is we we acknowledge and we're learning the law statutes of commandments through Christ. Okay, now you come across a commandment that you see, hey, I'm not doing this. But the Lord has commanded us to do this. Okay, repentance is this. You seeing that, and you putting it, you making a conscious effort. Okay, a love in your heart, the spirit of Christ in your heart growing in you to say, "I want to follow what Christ commanded us to do." I'm going to do that. So now, by you saying, "I'm going to stop doing this and start beginning to do the will of the heavenly Father through His Son Christ," that's repentance, right? That moment when you begin to change, when you acknowledge that you are, that the works that you're doing are wicked. And you, you learn in the righteous ways, and you begin to implement and start doing those things. That's repentance.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. I think that's pretty clear. You know, you basically uh, turn away from things that you were doing wrong and just correcting your behavior. Right. Okay. All right. Um, Kabar. Yes. Uh, based on what Yohanthan uh, said, you know, uh, and maybe not so much on what he said just now about repentance, but... You know obviously uh in repenting, I guess you start to gravitate toward uh some of the better characteristics of being um righteous and holy and so forth in regard to just being basically good natured humble uh being meek and kind and gentle and all those things right Would you agree with that that would be the case that's okay okay now, if someone is taking on those characteristics. And all those say they may be in the Catholic Church, for example, okay, or any other church, or in a mosque or in a synagogue, but they have those characteristics of humility and meekness. They're good natured. They're kind. They give you the shirt off their back. Okay. Now, shouldn't those people, you know, although that, you know, maybe they're not following uh, the commandments exactly, explicitly the way it is, it's structured in the scriptures, uh, shouldn't they have salvation,
4: eternal life? Well, the thing is that, <laughs> number one, you know, all these things have to be defined according to the scriptures, like humility, all right? Um, <laughs> a pers- I mean, a lot of times you know, humility is misunderstood for a personality trait. Right? A person who may speak softly, may hold their head down, that's a personality trait. But that is not humility. Humility is like the example given in the scripture about Moses. He was the most humble man in all the earth, okay, the most meek man in all the earth, meaning he, had, he reverenced and obeyed the words of God and his commandments above all other things. That is humility, okay. That's the definition of humility. Now, if a person reverences and esteems the word of the most high The word of God and Christ over all other things Then they're going to bring their selves Their lives Their thoughts like the scripture says Bring all their thoughts into the captivity of Christ And humble down to the scriptures That is what humility is So it's always the scriptures defining What we are supposed to do And follow Okay, And, and once you begin to uh, Get a clear grasp on What that means according to the word of the Lord It's going to eliminate the options of a whole bunch of religions and denominations, which the most are, which Christ never gave us. It was only a way of life. That's what Christ gave us. That way of life was if you would intend to life, keep the commandments. Those commandments are to be kept through his example as you read in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 17. So all these options, once you begin to apply the scriptures, are eliminated. Well, uh, you want
3: do you have anything to say to that?
1: Matthews twelve thirty three when it reads, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. These are the words of Jesus Christ here, Son of the Most High. And right there Christ laid it right out. He said either make the tree good and his fruit good, meaning either you do the tree is the man. The fruit is your, your, your works that you produce and the actions that you do. So he right. says either make the man, either make his actions good or either make the actions of that man, the actions, the things that he do, make it corrupt, okay? There's no gray area. There's no straddling in the fence, as they say, with Christ. The words of Christ is plain. He said, either you do my will or you don't do my will. There's no, well, I'm, I'm half, for example, I'm meek and I'm this, well, you could be meek and whatever, you can still be a thief, you can still be a murderer, you can still be a, a someone that hate hate your brother. You can still be a sodomite and be nice to everybody. But the, but Christ said, Do the works and he said make the make the tree good and the actions good. That means all the actions. So that's okay. what repentance crossed the whole board doing what he says. I'm okay.
3: Well, Kazakia, uh, 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 would you agree that it's possible for someone to be doing all those actions? But, uh, say, uh, be in a congregation where the, the church may have a, a, a doctrine, a part of the doctrine, uh, maybe just one aspect of the doctrine that is not in agreement with the Scriptures. But this person is in their congregation, uh, they, are, they are doing it all. They, they, they're, they're giving money. They're not killing anybody. They're not, they would never steal. They are, uh, you know, truly humble. You know, they are seeking to be obedient to the Scriptures. They're reading the Scriptures and seeking to be obedient with the Scriptures. Uh, a person like that, um, shouldn't they get eternal life? You know, even if they're in the wrong, and I hesitate to say the wrong church, but they're in the church, you know, that obviously... Uh, things that are being taught don't completely line up with what's in the scriptures.
0: Okay. Wow, that's a that's a that's a that's a good one right there. I mean, a person that's in the a, in a congregation, and they may be receiving one part of the doctrine, you have to receive the whole doctrine. And I would like to read what Christ said about that for for those particular congregations. In Matthew. Chapter 15 Right Where it says Where Christ says This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth And honoreth me with their lips But my heart is far from me But in vain they do worship me Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men So a lot of these churches And even for that person That's in this church this In particular church that's not receiving wow. part, that's, that's only teaching one part of the doctrine You've got to receive the whole doctrine And that whole doctrine is the teaching of Christ. Now, read that again. It said, "What did they say? In vain." Oh, yeah. But in verse nine, chapter—excuse me, Matthew chapter nineteen and verse nine. But in vain, worthless, do they worship me? Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men, and that's what's happening in a lot of churches. Uh, These churches are more focused on teaching their commandments or their precepts their beliefs as, uh, as commandments instead of the teachings of Christ uh, written in the Bible, some in red letters, some in black letters. But a lots of churches are more concerned with teaching their doctrines as the word of life or the doctrine of life or the, or the words that will uh, gain a person's salvation instead of what Christ already spoke upon and taught and edified in the Scriptures.
3: And I tell you that's that's kind of heavy there because you know uh, there's there's bound to be uh, a, a lot of churches out there that have some doctrines that are not completely aligned with the scriptures. Kabar, you know why are there so many people that are are, are are dealing like that? They are out here in these churches and they're dealing with these churches that have these doctrines that are not lining up with the
4: the the, the, the scriptures. You know, this is. Uh, uh, going back to what we, to the scripture that was read earlier, all right, about Second uh, Timothy three, four, and three about, you know, they seeking out um, uh, uh, ministers or teachers having itching ears, right? This is what the people sought out because they didn't want to obey Christ. Okay, so because of because of those itching ears, you have this proliferation of all of these denominations. But was it supposed to be that way? I mean, Baptist, Pentecostal, uh, A.M.E. All of these different denominations. Did Christ want that for His church? Was that was that supposed to be set up and established denominations in His church? Did you have examples of that in the past? You did. When you go to First Corinthians chapter one, we're going to start at verse ten and read on down. All right. And this is this is this going into the establishment of Christ's church and how it was supposed to be. Alright, first Corinthians chapter ten and verse one. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. That's how the church is supposed to be established. The teachings of Christ as He spoke them the end. Not somebody's adding on or somebody's taken away. It would just be well, Christ taught, and then we apply that, or we get the understanding on how we apply that according to the Scriptures. All right? And then it says, um, "Here you go jump down to verse 12, it says, Now this I say, that every one of you say it. I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? So even back then, to almost 2,000 years ago, you had people trying to set up in ancient times what we now call denominations. Well, I hey, listen, I was I I follow the teachings or the persuasions of Paul. Well, I'm over Paulus. Paulus taught us. Well, well, Caiaphas taught us. You know all these divisions, and Paul is establishing. Listen, there's no division in Christ. With Paul and Caiaphas, and I'm teaching. Me and Paul, we're all teaching the same thing: repentance through Christ. That's the end. Okay, the people, you see, the people wanted to set up divisions, okay, but the apostles in the spirit of Christ was making sure that didn't happen. And so what did they do? They left the apostles and the teachings that they received that Christ set up through them, and they went to find somewhere where they can have these divisions so that they can fulfill their own lust. That's why that happened. But, no, there are supposed to be any denominations or any divisions, and those who truly seek Christ is going to be able to, Come into that true understanding how to live their life according to Christ. That will happen. So, you, so it sounds like what you
3: what you uh suggested here is that uh, these divisions amongst the churches uh, began that long ago when when that, Paul was still
4: alive and writing. Exactly. It began that long well, ago. It began that long ago, and as a matter of fact, before Paul's days are ending, he was already seeing the disintegration of the church because uh, uh, doctrines of devils are creeping in sheep, uh, wolves and sheep's clothing was coming into the church. He was already seeing that disintegration of the church happening at the time. That's why he gave Timothy the instruction that he gave them. So, I mean, everything is in the hands of the Lord, and the Lord is going to guide everything. But it just shows you the evil in the minds of the people, how they seek out these uh, denominations and these preachers so that they can fulfill their own lust. But it was not supposed to be that way. Uh, the, uh, the teachers of Christ teach against it. It's not supposed to be these denominations and division. It's all supposed to come into the unity of the bonds of Christ, and that's it. Wow. Okay. So now, obviously, you know,
2: everything
3: has to go through Christ, okay? And you've done a very good job of pointing out, you know, the reason why you have these divisions. All right now, now the, now the question is about eternal life, about salvation. Right? Because the, the divisions are here, obviously it's here, and obviously you have people in all different churches. Now, let's just let's just, for the sake of argument, let's just assume there are some good people in every religion, whether it's Christian, uh, Islam, whether it's Judaism, whatever it is. In every religion, there are some legitimately good people. If a good person chooses the wrong religion, okay, they off the path that the scriptures tell you to keep on. God is forgiving God. Won't God forgive them for that mistake? And anybody can jump in and
0: answer that. Here it is again. Um, I'd like to uh, read next. First of all let's 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 we have to deal with that word good. We have to be very careful about how we use that word good. I mean it's 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 almost commonplace. But I'd I'd like to take just one moment to see what Christ says. Okay. And then I'm gonna deal with the, the with the main point of that question. And which Christ said it, he says uh in Matthew nineteen and uh, he was responding to uh, the young man and what he said was this, these are the words of Christ in Matthew 19, verse 17. Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is, God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. So the, the, the point here is the one person who is truly good, Christ acknowledged it himself as the Heavenly Father. Now, also dealing with that, are just the commandments themselves in Romans, I'll read it just right quick, Romans, the seventh chapter, and verse twelve, where it says, "Wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good, so the goodness all comes from the following of the commandments now through the example of Christ, now you have some decent people out there, and if they're if if they're caught up in a whole lot of different religions or uh, caught up in man's philosophies or Doctrines of man instead of the teachings of Christ This is what they have to do If they truly want to be good people Or if they truly want to have or uh, attain uh, salvation Eternal life This is what they have to do Attain salvation or or eternal life Acts 17 And verse 30 And the times of this ignorance God winked at But now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. So now, while our people are are in these different religions or following philosophies, the Heavenly Father is having mercy right now. But as we read on in the scripture, where it says, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. This is an order from the Lord. If our people are in uh, Catholics, Baptists, Jehovah Witnesses, AME, CME, AME, Zion, Pentecostal, Calvinist, Lutheranism, whatever religion you can think of, if they're into that, the Heavenly Father is putting the, uh, the Heavenly Father is saying you are commanded to repent. You have, you receive a mercy now, but now is also the time for you to repent. Acknowledge what you're doing is wrong. Acknowledge that these religions basically they, they're not really promoting the Heavenly Father. They're they're promoting the doctrines of man, like we read in uh, in Matthew fifteen and eight. Stop that. Come back and serve the Lord. Come back and follow His Son Christ, whom He said for us to follow in Matthew seventeen, five and verse six.
3: But how, the, how, the, you know, the average person sitting in a congregation, any church, synagogue, or mosque, how's the average person supposed to be able to figure this out? I mean, because you know, you got you got people residing over this. They they studied for years and years and years.
0: And
4: obviously, they don't come up with the right thing.
3: How can you expect the average person to come up with the right thing?
0: Okay, Jeremiah 3, verse 14. I'd like to read this 14 and 15. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord. So now, this is nothing new. The Lord has been telling us to repent since the Old Testament, but I'll keep reading. Okay. Turn all back, to children, say of the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Now, the point is in verse 15, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with understanding. So the point is, if a person is truly seeking to serve the Lord, truly seeking salvation, seek ye out the book of the Lord and read there 34, Isaiah 34 and 16, also in Jeremiah 3 and 15, I will give you pastors according to my heart. The Most High will deal with that person and put that person on the path that they will be fed by pastors who are teaching out of the scriptures as it is written. Uh, And also 1 Peter 5 and 2, which is the responsibility of men, of pastors, of teachers, of, of God's word, First Peter chapter five and verse two. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly; not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind.
3: Okay. All right. Very good. We have a guest. Um, give us your name and go ahead with your comment or question.
2: Yes, hi, good afternoon. Um, my name is Miss and I just wanted to say that I found myself in a situation that I didn't know where to go. To the Catholic church, to all kind of different churches and I know I and I said to myself, it's like, you know, I don't know where you are, most high. I don't I don't know you. You know, and I prayed and I prayed because I kept going to different churches looking for him, and they teach different things. So I was like, "Where are you? I don't know you." And I prayed, you know, and until I, so I came to the um, to the Bible, I opened my Bible and I started reading, and he led led me to the right place. So I just say pray. This is the time to pray. Pray to find the Most High and Christ, and that's it. Okay. Thank you. Right.
3: Thank you so much, Mercedes. Thank you
2: so, welcome. Thanks for coming God. in for a visit. Thank
3: All you. Uh, All praises. Uh, anybody
4: want to come in on uh, Mercedes' comment there?
3: I'd like you know, to read
4: Psalms twenty. Oh, go ahead, brother. Yeah, you know it's that's an excellent point because a lot of people find themselves in that same situation, and see the thing. The major thing about it is that we cannot overlook or underestimate the fact that the most that God and Christ is guiding this entire process, that the saints are chosen before before the foundation of the earth. So so this sister that just called in fell exactly into this situation when you read in John chapter 10 of verse 27. This is her situation. John chapter 10 of verse 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Okay, so Christ's true sheep is going to be seeking after the true understanding and application of the Bible and the Scriptures, not what people are saying, because obviously if people are searching, they're recognizing that what they're being taught is not lining up with what's actually said in the Bible. Okay, and as Christ's sheep begin to seek after him, he's going to guide them to where they need to be and give them the understanding that they need to have so that they can receive salvation, and that's the main point that we can't overlook. Because, like in Second Timothy's, um, when you read in Second Timothy's two nineteen, it says, "Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal: The Lord knoweth them that are His, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity." So, as those true sheep. Seek out their pastor, who is Christ, all right, the bishop of our souls. As they seek out Christ, they're going to continue to do what? Depart from iniquity. As they continue to do that, wherever they are and whatever situation they're in, continuing to seek out God and Christ and application of the scriptures, they're going to come to that place where they meet Christ and where they um, are being fed the understanding that they may receive salvation. So we can't overlook that God and Christ is guiding this entire process. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much, brother.
3: You want to find, we have just more time left. Any parting words?
1: Yes. Uh, Romans 15, verse 4. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. <clears throat> and it reads, I can get it. Here it Romans chapter 15, verse 4, and it reads, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. So the things that the Heavenly Father recorded in the Scriptures was for us to, to look upon, ponder upon, and, and, and to use that in our lives today. Because the Scriptures tell you also that there's new new thing under the sun. And since the time when Noah built that ark, everybody knew there was one God. But what did they do? Built the built tower to the Lord. And then the Lord had to bring them down because of that wickedness. And then later on you find out the Lord chose our forefather Abraham because he kept the law, statutes, and commandments of the Lord, though his father Terah did not. And then you you go further into what King Solomon, all his wisdom, he started doing what the Lord, he was faithful to the Lord, but then once he got older, he forsook the Lord. And it's the same as us, as the children of Israel, we did the same thing. And and even in the Acts, like how... uh, uh, in, on the on the on the when Paul was up there on the Mount of Mars. So the thing is, those right. things of people are saying there's many gods. They're there, and, and but okay. the thing is, the, the scriptures gives us an example of hey, don't give heed to that. So that all was right. very good,
3: brother. Thank you so much. That's about all the time we have for today. Uh really appreciate everybody uh, listening in and calling in. Uh, hope that you were edified All praises to the Most High Thank you brothers for uh, joining me here today In the virtual living room All praise, All praise. Brothers and sisters Thank you for visiting with us In the virtual living room Of the Body of Christ Church You can visit our website at T-H-E-B-O-C-C dot com Or you can email us At BodyofChrist at you dot com Or call us at 877-871-1712. Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ, bless you. Shalom.